Hi there, you are listening to the Guitar Speak podcast. My name is Matt Wakeling and this is the show that I produce in Sydney, Australia, where I speak to leading guitarists and guitar figures from all around the world. Thank you so much for joining me. Now today we are bringing the metal. We have Zach Wilde and John Five, two incredible guitar players, two incredible shredders and innovators in their respective fields. We speak to them today. These are replays of some of our greatest hits over the last five years that we are incorporating into our show over the last few months, as well as, of course, bringing uh, all new interviews along the way. Now, today's show is brought to you by Fretboard Biology, the comprehensive online guitar course put together by guitar education mastermind, Joe Elliott. Joe was the head of guitar at the Guitar Institute of Technology and also the McNally Smith College. So he knows what he's talking about when it comes to guitar education. Here's a few words from Joe. You're tired of wading through hundreds of random guitar videos and just want to become a better player. Fretboard Biology is your answer. Fretboard Biology is a self-paced college level program that will give you the right instruction in the right amounts and in the right order. You'll learn the same information I taught to thousands of other guitar players over 30 years of teaching in top music colleges. If you want to make real progress with your guitar playing, then sign up for a free seven-day trial at fretboardbiology.com. All right, Zach Wild. Now, for some of you who've been listening to the show for a while, you will know I recorded this interview at, I think it was around 2 in the morning in a suburban car park in my car trying not to wake up my family because of the time difference between North America and uh, and Sydney. So here you go, Zach Wilde on the Guitar Speak podcast. Hello there. (laughs) Hey, Zach. It's Matt Wakeling from the Guitar Speak podcast. What's happening? How you doing? What's happening over there? Uh, It's all happening over here. How are you doing? You're about two months into a, a really steady run of dates for Black Label. Are you in Albuquerque today? I'm trying to work out your schedule. Yep, the, uh, we just did the uh, Tempe, Arizona chapter last night. Now we're rolling with the Albuquerque, New Mexico chapter. So, uh, yeah, without a doubt, man. That's ready awesome. To, uh, put the fishnets back on, the, uh, the stilettos, the eye shadow, then get ready to make a, a ton of costume changes tonight and do the big Black Label <laughs> dance, O'Doom and Life. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. That's cool, man. That's awesome. Fantastic. Hey, congratulations on the new album, Grimmest Hits. It's massive. It sounds fantastic. It's a mountain of riffs. Oh, thanks a lot, brother. So, yeah, I just, uh, I just put on all my Lady Gaga and Justin uh, Bieber records, put them on backwards, <laughs> listen to all the satanic messages and riffs. Yeah, it's quite the production, but it's worth it because it's all about the art and the dance. Hey, is it true you wrote the whole album in three weeks? Uh, yeah, I had like 20 days to write the record, so, you know, I mean, I had the inklings of, uh, you know, some of the, like the riff for Trample Down Below, and then I had the riff for uh, uh, All That One Shined, or no, Seasons of Falker. Yeah. So, you know, like a couple things in there. Okay. But then, uh, yeah, but when I was and you know, I think uh, the only words I had, you know, because it reminded me of like a Stonesy Wild Horses type thing. Yeah. So, cool. yeah, just that. I only had like three things, but, you know, it'd be like, 
you know, me calling you up and you my, you're my manager. I was just like, boss, what are we doing? Uh, how much time do I have? We were on the road with Doc Sabbath. And I was just like, boss, how much time do I have when I get home? And he goes, well, you have about days or something like that before the fellas come out to the, the black paddock. And I was like, all right. I got like three, you know, 20 days to write a record. All right, no problem. So, I mean, the whole thing is you just get home and you just start, you know, you got a deadline. So, I mean, the whole thing is it's got to get done. I mean, if, if I had you, you know, I'm your agent and I'm like, bro, you got five months to do this movie and they need you like with a six pack of abs and everything like that. You know, you're like, all right, well, I got five months. All right, cool. Um, you know, me and you'll go like pound a bunch of cheeseburgers today and McDonald's and then, uh, and some pizza and cheesecake and whatever we want to do today just for uh, a little send-off. And now you know you've got five months to get whipped. So, you know, you got a deadline. You know, you just, and then you're like, you just apply yourself and you do it. So, I mean, the whole thing for me is just go out there and you start writing riffs every day. So, uh, then you get something you're happy with. You know, and if I could, if you called me up, you're like, you got anything today? I'm like, yeah. So I got like probably two things that think wings, but I mean, nothing that's really, you know, Get me uh, my uh, man, you know, ready for devastation. But I mean, uh, no. And if you don't find anything today, we'll take tomorrow. You know what I mean? Until we, until you get something else. But yeah, no, no sense in gripping or, or panicking. You just get, you just keep going until you get something. Yeah, right. Yep. Cool. Do you usually like to work like that? Like to have a deadline and just a clear block of writing? Yeah, I yeah, without a doubt. Almost kind of like with sports. Me and you know, uh, the the baseball season's coming up, so you know we we know we got you know six weeks to you know before spring training comes. So me and you are already hitting the batting cages and working out. You know, like we never stopped, anyways. But I mean, I'm just saying, uh, yeah. I, I to me, because otherwise you just you know it'll keep going on and on and on. You'll never stop until you know like, when is it going to be ready? Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, you got to get it done. You get it done. Yeah, sure. The the riff on Trampled Below. There's a couple of riffs I really I love the uh, how you play with the timing. So Trampled Down Below, you've got bars in three and five and four. Are you thinking about that as you're piecing the riff together, or is that just how it comes out, and then you work out where the meter sits with it? No, it's just. I mean, that's just how it came out. You know, I mean, it's just so. Uh, like I said, I mean, it, it, to me, the three, the Bach, Beethoven, and Mozart of rock riff. I pretty much, you know, uh, Lord Iommi, Pope Page, and, you know, uh, the, the source of Blackmore. So, okay. you know, it's, it's between Tony Jimmy Page and Richie Blackmore, if you're a classical musician, you know, part of your education is Bach, Beethoven, and Mozart. You would know something by each one of those guys. So, yeah, sure. to me, you know, I mean, between Iron Man, Smoke on the Water, and a whole lot of love, I, I mean, it really doesn't get much better than that. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, and not only that, just to put yourself in that frame of mind, it's just like if you can't write a riff on one or two strings, you know, that's the whole thing. Because then you got to start using your imagination. So, I mean, it's, the, it's pretty much the art of simplicity. Mm-hmm. Those guys, you know what I mean? When you listen to those memorable riffs, especially when we're doing Zach Sabbath and everything, yeah, it really sure. is staggering. The... the you know, when you're playing these songs live, I mean, it's just like between us playing Supernaut, Snowblind, Into the Void, you know, any of these uh, or fairies wear boots or anything. I mean, it's just the riffs are so memorable and and simple. You know what I mean? So it's just, I mean, there's an art to it, man. And, you know, and those are the three kings for sure. Yeah. You know, that. So I think, 
I think if anything's in the zip code of, of what they created, uh, then you then you know you'll be fine. Awesome, man. That's so good. Yeah, man. You mentioned Paige, something like bury your sorrow. You've got that three against four kind of thing against the drums. That that struck me as a little bit zeppish. Um, love that riff. That's very very cool. Are you writing on? I assume for the heavier stuff, you're writing this stuff on guitar. Is everything written on guitar for for this album? Uh, yeah, it could be either guitar or bass. I mean, you know, because I mean, then and like you said, then you're just limiting yourself to four strings. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So you know, if you're if you're writing a riff on a bass, you know, like I'm saying, if it was never created, it's a whole lot of love never existed. You know, you're going to no, me and you were saying, I'm like, man, what's that? And you're like, God, this is the thing I was jamming on this morning. You know, because it's, and once again, you're on two strings. Man. You're not on, you don't even need the other two. You're just on the E and the A. That's you it. know what I mean? So, uh, you know, or any of those amazing books, you know, whether it's the, uh, the ocean right down, 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 that's yeah, so cool. Totally. You know, so I mean, uh, yeah, so I mean, I, when, as far as riffs go, I, you know, I kind of always keep that in mind when I'm really going to come up with a riff. Like the simpler, it's usually the simpler the better. I mean, like Stillborn is da na 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 It's one note. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, I'm, not even playing, I'm not even playing more notes than that. I mean, it's one note. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's cool. So you're definitely inspired by by all that you've loved and, and that's gone before you. What about something like... Um... I, I think I think, with all, I think with all bands and with all artists that we love, you're just uh, you're a reflection of everything you love and you listen to and what you digest. I mean, like, even with, you know, when you listen to Sabbath and Zeppelin and everything like that, it was their love for all the blues-based bands. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, because there was such an explosion of uh, blues at that time, you know, between John Mayle and the Blues Breakers. And they're, you know, all those, you know, the younger guys, like, you know, Sabbath and Zeppelin, they're loved for that. You know, and then, listen, then going back and listening to old blues artists, whether it's Muddy Waters and Howlin' Wolf and all this other stuff, mm-hmm. and then just making it louder and more aggressive. You yeah. know what I mean? So that's what Clean was doing. And then, you know, Between Sunshine and Your Love, which was probably the first heavy metal riff. Sure. If you really yeah. think about it, you know, down down, 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 and once again, you can play that on two strings. Yeah. So, but I mean, uh, you know, from there, and then you have, you know, Queen, and Zeppelin, and Sabbath, and then, you know, so I mean, it, and then it just goes from there. And I mean, but like, everything's all ripped. It's all ripped, driven, and, and you know, and, and all things, you stay in love for that kind of music. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I think that's how it is with everybody. It's just your, your reflection of everything you digest. So, you got through education, you know, and, and now that you're playing the music you like. Oh. How about a tune like The Day That Heaven uh, Had Gone Away? That's a little more reminiscent of maybe the Jimi Hendrix, Curtis Mayfield kind of clean chord style of all the hammer-ons. That's a, that's yeah, a beautiful all right. tune. I mean, and the chorus, and then, 
course and everything like that. And it reminds me of like all the other stuff I love, whether it's Percy Sledge and Sam Cooke and everything like that. So, uh, and then like I said, and, uh, Sam Hendrix and without a doubt, the chord voicings are all Hendrix for sure. I mean, you know, so the way he voices his chords and everything like that's total Jimmy for sure. Reflection of everything you love. Hey, beautiful tone on that that song as well, as well as um, uh, the only words too. Oh, what what guitar are you playing on those tracks? Um, I'm actually playing one of my barbarians that have. I with EMG, we just designed these pickups that you did. It's uh, you pull out, you know, one of the uh, the volume knob. You pull the vo- the volume knob out, and it splits the uh, the EMG from. You know, a humbucker to a single coil. Okay, yeah, so yeah. Got, you know, the daddy, you know, that liquidy single coil cone. Yeah. You great. can't get that. I mean, you always get that bonus with a single coil. Or it's just, mm-hmm. it's impossible to get with a you know, humbucker. Yeah, it sounded uh, almost stratish, but with your, your own kind of twist on it. So, it's such a great tone, man. Totally. Cool. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, the, the, the that, like, if you listen to Robbie Blunt, you know, I'm big log, big log of plant. Or uh, Mark Knopfler, you know, Sultan's a Swain, and stuff, or Robin Trower. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm saying those tones, I mean, it's, you can only get that sound with a scrap, you know, about a single coil pickup. What about the heavier stuff? What What's your rig like for, for that on the album? Uh, actually, I'm using one amp, and that's my Wild Audio Master 100. Okay. For the clean stuff, just the guitar turned down, you know, without yep. the distortion going a lot. Okay. But, uh, you know, because there's still air on it, even though it's clean. But uh, I'm using that, and then I use, uh, I'm using all my wild audio guitars. I use, you know, even the Book of Shadows record, I use all my wild audio stuff. So, cool. uh, yeah, I mean, you know, now it's just completely all my stuff. Yeah. Zach, you speak so respectfully of the past, but you also, from what I see here, you're always pushing forward. Is that the case with Wild Audio? Because you you had you've said you've had great relationships with Marshall and Gibson, and uh, Dunlop, I guess. But um, when you started Wild Audio a couple of years ago, what what was the inspiration there? Well, no, I mean the whole thing is now that we have our own franchise. I mean it's just like you know if we were if we owned a sports franchise, it would be played. It mean you played for Manchester United. Uh, and now we have our own franchise. We're owners, we're team owners. We know how it's run at a championship franchise. You, you know what I mean? I'm just saying, we know how it's run, how it well, how it's supposed to be run, if you want to be successful. So, I mean, because uh, we've been there. You know what I mean? So whether we were players, then we were coaches, then we were, you know, you know, vice president of operations. And the only next logical step for me and you would be, you know, team owners. Yeah, okay. So, you know, but then, you know, yeah, so you just take the blueprint of what we've been doing with Manchester United, how how we did the draft system, how we did the farm system, how we dealt with free agency, how we how the stadiums run, how the parking is done, I mean, how, how everything's properly done. And then we'll just take that work ethic and then bring it to our company. You know what I mean? And just because the way things are supposed to be done properly. So, you know... It's kind of that. We just take those values and then we'll just we'll, we'll carry them with our company. So you know that's that's how it is. I mean, it's just it's a lot of fun. I mean, you know, because I mean, it's not for everybody. You know, I mean, I'm I mean, I, a lot of my musician buddies are just like they'd rather just play and then dude, I just want to go home. 
You know, I mean, yeah, I, sure. I, I just want to show up, play, write, and better. They don't want to be involved in the artwork. They don't want to be involved in the production. They don't want to be involved in the, the merchandise. They don't want to be involved in owning a company, you know, I mean, a guitar company. They're just not to be like, Jack, I just want to play the thing. I, I really don't care about creating guitars and running a business. I, mean, I just want to play and go home. Yeah, of course. You know I mean? So, like I said, you know, it's not for everybody. I mean, if you if you love doing it, to me, it's not work. I, I, I just love doing it, you know? So, um... Yeah, I mean, because every day I wake up, you know, because I always tell kids, they're just like, hey, Jack, you got any uh, advice for my son or my daughter? You know, they want to be, you know, they want to play music. I go, yeah, make the band your job. And this way, you'll always love going to work every day. Awesome. There should be a grocery list every day you wake up of things you got to do to put another brick on the empire that's going to be your band. You know, I mean, if we owned if we owned a burger joint, I mean, we start off like McDonald's. We start off at a little shop, and then we just build and you build and you build and you build, and each day we put another brick, and then you know, until you got this castle. So you know, then then it turns into who's willing to put the work in and who quits. So you know what I'm saying? So yeah, I mean, that's, that's about it. Yep. So you, you yeah. yeah, because I mean, I have so many friends that don't even when I started with Aji, that probably don't even play anymore and they're completely out of the music business I, you know as opposed to you know because with any band you could put the band together and then you can get the van and the u-haul and then you can head out on the road and try and make this a successful business or if times start getting tough you either quit or you keep plowing ahead mm-hmm. so i mean that's the, that's the line between whether you're going to be successful or you quit and you go home and go well, i'm going to do something else so you know i mean that's that's what it takes. Yeah, sure. Yeah. That's cool. Hey, you mentioned Aussie. Um, I guess you'd be aware this is 30 years since you joined Aussie's band, played on No Rest for the Wicked. Uh, it's also 20 years of Black Label and your 10th Black Label album. Do you, do you, how do you look back on, on those sort of milestones? No, I mean, nothing but amazing memories, man. I, you know, I mean, even during the drinking years, the Animal House, she has a Black Label. Uh-huh. Uh, which is completely out of control. I mean, I have nothing but hilarious memories and just like ridiculous stories. I mean, we all still laugh about it. Whenever I run into any of the old, any of the old uh, fraternity members, I mean, it's just like just it's like nothing but crying and laughing. Uh-huh. And and the same thing with Ozzy. I mean, it's not you know. I mean, I would say with with Oz, it was just a miracle we ever got any work done, just because we'd always be crying and laughing. <laughs> That's and cool. Everything else, I mean, it was just nothing but Animal House all the time. But, you know, so it's like, I always just say, it was a miracle when anything ever got done. But, uh, you always cry and laughing. But, I mean, uh, no, now, you know, it's still pretty much the same thing. I don't drink anymore, but I'm sniffing glue and eating paint chips, and the results <laughs> are astoundingly the same. I wake up with my pants around my ankle. And I don't recall anything, but the fellas are like, Zach, we had a great time last night. I'm like, I don't remember so, so the results are the results are pretty much the same, but I it's less filling. I, you know, it's less caloric, so I can, <laughs> it's much easier keeping less figure. Uh good, good to hear, man. That's that's very good. Hey, um, <laughs> <laughs> I've I've we've only got a couple of minutes left. Can I ask you a quick question? One of my, one of my buddies wanted to know um, the Miracle Man solo. It's obviously double track. Did you pre-compose that and then double track it, or did you? Um, do you just blast it out and then have to work work out the doubling for it? 
No, I mean, it's definitely from the Randy, Randy Rhodes, the Saints Rhodes school of, uh, you know, where you compose it, where you make a song within uh-huh. a song. Like, you know, it's Stairway to Heaven, uh, Hotel California. You know what I mean? And, and like with Randy's stuff, with, I mean, basically all his solos. Yep. Whether it's Mr. Crowley, I don't know, Crazy Trainer, they're all, it's all composed. Yeah, cool. And, you know, I mean, like Ron, it's all the same thing. They're all composed. You know, you sit with it like a little homework project, and I, I, I record, I get, get the backing tracks, I put the CD on a, on a boom box, yeah. and I just sit there with my little practice amp, and I just, you write something until you're happy with it. You know what I mean? You start with the beginning, and then you end, and then, you know, and it's just like at the beginning, the middle, and the end. You know, so it just kind of tells the story. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I, I play the same song. I mean, I'm the any of the Black Label records, uh, I can I play them for you every night. You know what I mean? So you memorize them. You know, so it's, it's, so it's, I look forward to it. It's like, you know, here's my little project. Let me, let me see if I can come up with something, what I can come up with. Okay, yeah. Awesome, man. Now you're, um, as we said, like you're, you're on the road pretty solidly at the moment and coming up, I think you're heading to Europe shortly. Is there any chance of bringing Black Label Society to Australia? Yeah, without a doubt. We'll be rolling with the, uh, the Australian and New Zealand chapters, too, you know, and obviously you want to go to, you know, go to Asian chapters as well. So, yeah, there's obviously when we get done with this run with the American and Canadian chapters right now, we're going to head over to, uh, you know, one day home and then, uh, straight to Russia. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I look forward to that. So, you know, I, I, I look forward to getting up on stage every night, man. All right, there you go, Zach Wild talking to me in the car park. Good times. Hey, I hope you're enjoying today's episode. It is brought to you by Fretboard Biology, the comprehensive online guitar course put together by Joe Elliott, ex-head of guitar at the Guitar Institute of Technology. I was actually one of the beta testers for the course, and I can attest to its brilliant pacing and content. So I'm very happy to endorse it, and I'm very happy to have Joe and the team on as sponsors for the Guitar Speak podcast. Okay, now on to the conversation with John Five. This was originally published leading up to an Australian tour, which didn't go ahead due to the COVID pandemic, but hopefully those dates will be re-looked at sometime soon. Let's jump in, John Five on the Guitar Speak podcast. Hello? Hi, is that John? Yes, hi, how are you? Hi there, good thanks. It's Matt Wakeling from the Guitar Speak podcast. Thank you for your time today. Absolutely. Hey, we are very excited um, down here in Australia because you've got an Australian tour coming up in April 2020 and also there's a new album that comes out. I'm not sure how our time zones work out, but it's either today or tomorrow on the day that we speak. Yeah, I'm super, super excited to get over there, and, uh, you know, I'm just um, super excited. Everybody's really pumped, and it's going to be a wonderful, wonderful tour. Fantastic. Can we, we'll talk about the tour. Can we talk about the album that's just been released, Invasion? Um, that's yeah. a great record. I got to, got to have a listen to it in full yesterday and um, was blown away by another fantastic record. Congratulations. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Yeah, I worked really hard on it. And, uh, you know, it's just a very special record. We made some really great videos for it. And um, we play everything just like how the record is. 
And I think that's important. So when you see the show, if you know the music really well, that's how it's going to, you know, come off because you're going to see the show and it sounds just like the record. And we, and I try to do that to make it, make it really nice that way. That's, that's awesome. Cause there's a lot of really cool ear candy on the record. In fact, when I, when I heard it, it's a familiar, um, idea of yours i guess you seem to love mixing really straight ahead big rock stuff with uh modern production and electronica yeah it's just you know it's like all these there's so many djs out like edm music and and things like that and that's instrumental why not do it with how i'm doing it and just add crazy guitar solos and it really works well it really does work well and it's a, a new kind of modern thing, and people really seem to be uh, loving it, thank God. Yeah, oh man, it's very, yeah, it's very exciting. The guitar sits in that stuff so well. Even something like, I don't know, Cactus Flower, which is such a sweet, um, clean-toned country kind of thing. You've got this uh, sort of soundscape underneath it, um, a, a contemporary kind of soundscape thing, with this beautiful guitar floating on top. It just seems like a really great mix. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, I did a lot of that behind the nut of the guitar uh-huh. because I love the lap steel so much. I love the pedal steel and um, just uh, wanted to create that sound on a guitar. And uh, that's where I got that idea. Are you doing something similar on Howdy? Um, no, Howdy is just all bluegrass finger picking. Okay. And that one is my favorite one to play live. That one's crazy. Yeah, that's awesome. So all that, all those sort of those pedal-ish kind of licks, they're all just left hand on the fingerboard. Yeah, it's its crazy non-stop. Like, if you have an itch on your nose or something like that, <laughs> there's no way you're going to itch that itch because you're, you're doing so much. Oh, that's great. That's so cool. There's some really cool bass stuff on the record too. Who's the bass player? Uh, Ian Ross. Yeah, we just I wanted to make it as crazy as possible, but still very complimentary to each other. And um, I just wanted to make it a very intense record, but still very musical. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. There's some great yeah guitar and bass unison lines, and, and Ian's doing some great slap parts and features on the record. That's really fun. Absolutely. Are you doing some slap guitar yourself on, on Zoinks? I'm doing a lot of slap on, on the whole record. I'm doing it on Zoinks. Then I'm doing it on I Am John 5 in the breakdown. And then also, I like the funk. So it's um, a lot of uh, slapping all over Invasion. When did you get into that style? Um, I don't know, a few years back. I really like it. And uh, I just think it's such a fun, cool, rhythmic thing. It's um, just something different, and it sounds really good. So, uh, But it does take a lot of practice just to get it so super tight with everybody. But um, I love it so much. It's a lot of fun. You are known for your guitar collection. I don't know if this is correct, so maybe you can set the record straight. Is it true that your one of your aims is to have a, a Telecaster from every year of production? That is correct. Up until about 1983. Yeah, so it's, it's a lot. <laughs> That's cool. And are you, are you missing any years? Or? No, I, I pretty much have them all now. Yeah, nice. What, what did you use for the record? I mainly used my gold, um, gold uh, John Five Telecaster, but then I also used um, I had this 1953 Telecaster, so I used a couple vintage ones as well. 
And, um, you know, because I love those vintage tellies and they sound so good. So I used it for like Howdy and Cactus Flower and, and okay. stuff like that. Yeah. Something like Howdy, it's, um, you could have just slapped it on the back pickup and, and had that big mid rangey bark, but it feels like a lot of it's on the neck pickup. Is that, is that true? That is true. It's just a little bit not so abrasive. Yeah, yeah. You know, I like it on the neck pickup. It's it's just nice. It's it's not so abrasive. It's it's um it's it's not so biting, you know, and uh it worked out really well. Yeah, it's a it's a cool tone. The um the album's title track, Invasion, has a great cinematic feel to it. Is that I know that's something you've you've done on other records too, in, in different kind of different kind of ways. Is is film yeah. scoring or television scoring something you're interested in? I think it's just a, I always loved intros on records. And you'll hear that wind in the beginning. It's like eerie wind, but that's not wind. It's me taking a Floyd Rose all the way down and just lightly letting up on it. So it's like, you know, so it really sounds like wind. It's really cool. That is way cool. And yeah, I just always loved cool intros to records like, um, you know, just preparing yourself for uh, the journey you're about to take. Yeah, that's awesome. And then it runs straight into I Am John 5, which is a cool statement about you with that electro kind of thing, the vocoder, um, and just wailing electric guitar. That's fun. Yeah, that's that talk box, and then, uh, you know, doing the kill switch for the rhythmic riff. And, uh, yeah, going for it. You seem to be able to pull a lot of crazy sounds just from the instrument itself before you even before it even reaches the, um, your pedal board, the, the signal. Because I always sit around watching TV playing guitar and, you know, I'll hit it a certain way or I'll playing it a certain way or something will happen like a happy accident. And I'll, if it sounds cool enough, I'll try to incorporate it in a song because there's so much that the guitar can do. Talking about... Um your signal reaching your pedal for the album. What did you, what did you end up using for amps and, and effects? Um, very, very simple. I just use, um, Marshall's stock Marshall 900s. I use, um, what else do I use? I just use a certain couple of pedals. I use a boss super overdrive boss noise suppressor. Um, just very simple stuff. Not a lot. Because mm-hmm. I, I want to keep it very That's simple. That's a pretty classic recipe. Yeah, because if something goes wrong uh-huh. on the road, I want to be able to walk into any music store and just pick anything off the shelf. What will you bring down under in terms of your rig? Um, just I'll probably rent just regular Marshalls. And um, yeah. I just have a clean tone, a dirty tone. And um, bring my pedal board. It's very elementary. It's very simple. I have a noise suppressor, a super overdrive, a, uh, a delay um, that I use for this song called uh, Hellhaw on Season of the Witch. And then, um, yeah, just uh, it's very simple. There's not really much to it. <laughs> I know it's not really exciting, but I like to do everything with my hands. Well, that's the exciting part. That's the cool part. Yeah, I just, I think it's, a lot better. Like I would like, I could go and play a show with just a little practice amp and I, I could do it. 
you know. And that's what I think is important. I think I heard you on Jude Gold's podcast, and I think you were just rocking through a little practice amp, and that sounded incredible. So, yeah, it's it's that's and that's what I try to tell kids: like you don't need a Marshall stack; you just need to practice, you know, and and you'll be fine. You don't need to spend a lot of money on a guitar or an amp or anything. It doesn't make you any better; it just makes you louder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very true yeah, it's amazing how much your pedals sound better the more you practice so that's very cool <laughs> yeah what what guitars will you, will you bring on tour I you know that's a great question I think I'm going to bring the gold guitar my main one of course I travel everywhere with I'm going to bring the little gold mandolin because I do this uh, little song called Constant Sorrow on Invasion and then I will probably bring um, the light up guitar so, you know, stuff like that. It's going to be uh, yeah, cool, cool. wonderful. It's going to be a fun show. So you said when you do the show, you, you, it's really important for you to recreate the sounds. How are you doing that, especially with, I guess, the electronic um, side of things? Well, you know, everything, if you really break it down, like I Am John 5 or something like that, like I'm doing that rhythmic on-off thing, that ba 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 so I'm just doing that with a guitar and a kill switch and a, and a distortion pedal. And, um, you know, all the slap stuff is me and all the crazy sounds. It's just like, and like, I want it all. Yeah, yeah. Like, I want it all. It sounds like all these crazy sounds. They're, they're just all done with uh, stock guitar. So that's what will be fun to see. That's why people enjoy it. Because they're like, oh, well, there you go. That's, you know, that's really cool to see it like that. It sounds like they're like weird effects, but it's just being done with, you know, uh, hitting the guitar a certain way or you know, things like that so yeah that, that would be amazing to see and hear excellent well john thank you so much for your time it's been really fun to meet you i've uh, loved you playing for a long time and um was excited to hear the record and that you're heading to australia and um wish you all the best for the tour and the the success of the album thank you very very much it was great talking to you and i just cannot wait to get there i appreciate it all right, there you go, Zach Wilde and John Five, just two super iconic guitarists in the Shredderverse, in the uh, universe of rockin' today, and it was great to have them on the show. My thanks to Fretboard Biology for sponsoring today's episode. Please check out the links in our show notes. All right, thank you so much for tuning in. My name's Matt Wakeling. You've been listening to the Guitar Speak podcast. And in the words of the hugely influential Michael Schenker, Keep rocking, keep on rocking. Keep on rocking indeed. I'll catch you next time. Bye now.